Hello, Doug. Hey there. How is it going, Karen? It's going. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to March. Don't March. feel like it. Uh, no, in neither weather-wise or emotionally do I believe it. You know, I don't know. For some reason, always in my head, I have this thing where, like, when February is over, first of all, thank fuck, right? Like, there's just such a relief. And I, I don't know why, but I expect, like, instant weather change. Like, on the March birds first. are really chirping. And yeah, like, like, spring. yeah. I'm expecting that, like, there is no more cold air. There is no more, uh, you know, below 32 degrees. Like, we're getting, like, and that never happens. No, I think some of the biggest snows I've endured have been in March in the last Shh. seven or eight years. Shh. Shut your no, mouth. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. I want one more big snow. I want two more big snows, damn it. No, why? Why do you want two more big snows? Well, I mean, A, I don't have to drive in it like you do. Yeah. And B, I like snow. And I don't think we've had a ton this year. And it's probably really the last year where, like, it won't cramp my style. What, next year it's going to cramp your style? I assume by next year it'll, uh, I'll be out in the world more and, and it'll affect me, like, traveling places. Even if it's just commuting to work or shows and such. But uh. right now, I'm doing a fraction of what I used to do in that regard. So I'm like, yes, no, because I can look at it out my window and it doesn't uh, affect me. However, when I say look out my window, I mean walk down to the lobby of my building and look out the front door because I really can't see any weather outside my apartment window. But that's New York life for you. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I know, right? Wasn't that always weird? I, I like That's like the weirdest thing about living in New York. Like You can't really see weather. Yeah, I truly have to go outside to know what the day is like. I think we have windows. The apartments have windows. It's just like... Everything is obscured. Yeah, like you You just can't see weather. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you're rich and can see Central Park. Yeah, or, or, you know, living in mom and dad's house or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we are on season seven episode. I don't even know what eleven. Eleven, lucky seven eleven. Lucky. I don't know. 7-11. I don't know what kind of luck. Luck for who? I don't know. Slushies. This is our seven eleven. Um, slushies, and this is not quite all about Eve. And I have questions. Yeah. Oh, so I have. When we get to the end, one big overarching statement. But you okay. To wait but you're going to make me wait. I'm going to make you wait, though I don't think it'll be a surprise or anything you'll disagree with. Okay. So, you know, I just have, I'm just, I'm not going to give up any spoilers before we go through the episode, but I have a, I, I just want to say broadly, I feel like I missed something. Well, that will tie into the thing I have to say. Okay. So, so I didn't miss good. something. This was just something, they sprung it on us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm watching the episode and I'm like, wait, what just happened? And I'm like, yeah, where so did we this have, character come from? Yeah, so essentially we have a new character and and she's like woven in in a fuzzy way that basically makes me question more things than I should be as I watch. But Well, it was making me question my, my sanity because I was like, I, oh my I, God, did I miss something last week? I really don't think watching this show in these later seasons, you need to question yourself as the problem. Just okay. know that. I That's just what I think. Really thought I missed something. So I don't know. I felt like this was, with the exception of the surprise, I felt like this was more of the same. And even the surprise felt more, more of the is. same. It really is more of the same. 
which is only a problem if you've not been loving the same that came before. I, for one, have not been loving the same that came before, so I'm like, uh, more of this. Yeah. That's my response. More of this. Yeah. So what do we do? Shall we start? Okay. Oh, because we, we had the Cliffy we last up... week. Yeah, we yeah, picked up where we left that off, was a right? So you know how Lexi got the intel on Peter orchestrating Amanda's kidnapping? Well, she let him know that she was about to spill the beans, um, and she was just about to talk to Amanda at Kyle's. And Peter had managed to catch up with her, so he comes in, and basically right before Lexi can say anything to Amanda, Peter comes over and takes her by the arms and pulls her aside, and he's like, do you really hate me this much? Um, and she's like startled. So then she runs out of Kyle's, um, Kyle and Amanda are just kind of confused. Right. Well, because Lexi was kind of, you know, Peter was like, do you really hate me this much? And Lexi was, yes, I love you. I mean, it was, it was all, I was confused. Yeah. And it continues, right? Because outside he follows her and confronts her and he's like, look, I know you really love me and you hate me, but if you send me to prison, then you'll lose me. And the thing that you want is me, which is like, this is garbage. Yeah. So this is just so dumb. Like have a quadrangle where Peter and Lexi are somehow involved with Amanda and Kyle, but Peter has already kicked Lexi to the curb and Lexi has already changed all of her colors. So don't make it be that Lexi, like it's a false logic for her to be like, I want to ruin Amanda. But it's also, there's, like, some potential drama there. But for her to be like, I love you, so I'm going to hurt you, Peter, like, has very diminishing returns. And I think we have already just moved past all of that. I mean, the amount of time since Peter has broken up with Lexi, Jake would have dated three different main characters on the show. Absolutely. let's, Let's just move on. Well, and didn't didn't she say something to him like I'm, I, you know, or w- did this come later? Because I feel like there were like two versions of this moment that happened throughout in the episode, and and I can't remember if this was when she said something like I'm not gonna, oh I'll get her, th- I'll get to you through her or something, meaning Amanda or something like that. But did that happen later? I think I think something to just like that happens later. I think okay, she says that was like later. That upcoming scene. Okay, all right. So I was okay. I got it. So and Kyle has been watching what's going on. So he's like smarter than ever, even though he's still a bumbling like moron at the same time. Um, but he's able to deduce that uh, Lexi must clearly know something about Peter that has something to do with him and Amanda, and he wants to know what it is. Um, and I mean, it's Matt's diary. But no, it's not. But that's yeah. <laughs> but we're still talking about that. <laughs> yeah, we we are talking a little bit more about Matt. So yeah, uh, I guess thanks for that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and after the com- the opening, we come back and we're at Michael's house, and he and Jane are in bed. But I guess that Lissa Strata storyline is still going on because yeah, which I thought was over, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I did too. But I, he's like, um instead of giving in to Jane and like her moves, he's just going to head out. And, and meanwhile, she wants to pin down a wedding date soon. And he's just making any excuse he can to get out of there. Um, Because he's like dead set on 
pushing Jane away as much as he can to prove to himself that she will cheat on him, which is like, sure, you push her away eventually, like, she will not want you anymore, but but you're not proving anything. You're just hurting both of you. And this can only go so far. Yeah. Well, Michael was Michael was a moron through this whole episode. He is a moron. And the thing that I like-ish, not totally like, is how like they're letting Michael and Peter come together and be the comic relief. But that, only uh, yeah. each other. Right. Like, then when they're back in their own storylines, it gets soapy again and i'm like no like let the person be the comic relief in any situation don't don't give me whiplash because here they're like morally upstanding and here they're a buffoon (laughs) buffoon my friend buffoon buffoonery indeed so okay speaking of buffoons we're with kyle again He's going to get together with uh, his brother. So he's like doing push-ups at home. Because um, that's what you do before you go out with your bro. Because before you're about to like just do like a little game of basketball. Yeah. That's what you do. And so he says like, I keep saying like, I've become a valley boy. He's saying <laughs> this, to this Amanda. The show. <laughs> I think it, well, I think I'm, I think I like don't know really where these stories go. So I'm putting the pieces together in mid-speech but um he tells amanda that they should find a place to live soon because he wants to get her out of melrose because there are all these terrible people um (laughs) and and amanda's like well you know we were gonna wait a year and then i was gonna really have enough money to buy a house uh and so then kyle hones in and he asks what lexi was up to the night before and amanda says she doesn't know, and she doesn't care, and he says, well, I bet it has to do with that journal page, which is a little specific for it all to keep going back to that journal page, and yet, clearly, he knows what show he's on. Yes. Um, and so Amanda's Ryan, sick of him talking about the journal, Amanda's which we agree with him. Over, over it. Yes. Um, I mean, and then things just keep getting stupider. So Ryan, relentless Ryan, <laughs> keeps, keeps trying to get Megan to go out with him. He steps by her apartment to ask her out. She turns him down and then finally gives in to dinner that night. She's like, but it's not a date. It's just dinner. Um, and then we're at burns mancini whatever it's called and michael is talking to peter about jane um but the thing about this scene is that peter takes this whole bagel setup out of the fridge he's got i don't know cream cheese and tomatoes and maybe lox and capers and it's la so the bagels are disgusting to begin with um (laughs) and and then and he's you know smearing the bagels and finally michael starts smearing or taking part of michael takes the bagel yeah yeah that's what, I mean, what else would he do? His own? Um, and he explains that he's setting Jane and this Alex Bastion guy up to have sex with each other. Um, and then, on top of all of it, Peter is laying all this extra salt on his bagel, and I couldn't handle it, because I'm not a salt adder. I don't mind um, that. I, I, I salt the fuck out of everything. I love salt. Unless it's, like, boiling water? No. No, none for No, me. you know. Like, give me a deer lick, and I'm a, I'm a happy. <laughs> um, and Peter has this funny line i think it's peter who says the one thing we have in common and i'm waiting for it he goes neither of us know how to be happy but 
all things considered, your circumstances really are quite different. And mm -hmm. perhaps shockingly, Michael was the one who was in this case not a felon. So Michael That's a was point. just acting like an idiot, but Peter is the criminal. Well, you know, I mean, the, if I thought the writers thought about thought through things with these storylines, it is very clear that Michael does not want to marry Jane again. Yes, you're right. If we had a real, yeah, if we had a real arc going, we would think this is where they're leading us. That right, like, the, like his behavior yeah. is screaming, I don't want to remarry this woman. I'm a commitment foe. I'm having yeah. doubts about Jane, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, but but like he's the, but, you know, it's not her that's the problem. He's the problem and he's trying to weasel his way out of the marriage. Right. Um, but, that's how but I'm like, reading what it, are but we I know really doing? I know. But what we're really doing, I think, is instead of having obstacles materialize and create drama, we just have our character generate his own drama repeatedly. Right. And that's even Michael doing it isn't fun. Right. God, we have to get to something that I'm less down on. <laughs> I hate this, this storyline. I hate the Michael, Jane, and Alex storyline. It is so forced, and it is so stupid. And here's my thing. I like that now, for once, since the beginning of the show, we could have just had Jane and Michael together, even if it was short-lived, even if it wasn't forever and didn't mm -hmm. end in a wedding, just being together and being happy together. Yeah. Having, like, fun, love together, because we were essentially cheated out of that the first time around and then it was just always them maybe they hook up with each other post-divorce but they never had a relationship it would have been so cool to see them on somewhat equal mature terms just having fun and being in a relationship together let the other right. characters have their storylines and then jane and michael can be perhaps oddly enough a reasonable sounding board for amanda or kyle or whoever like what that would have been, been fun. They just like, dove right into let's get Michael and Jane together for there to be no just, problems. Just just to give them problems. Yeah. Because if we had put that because I mean, were they worried about well, how do we make it dramatic? Well, then you get them trying to have a baby, right? You know what I mean, and that and that can be the wedge that comes between them if you need to wedge something. But this whole thing with like like this is just it just feels like they're really trying to. It's just forced. It's very and it's forced. stupid, and it doesn't make any sense. Anyway. No, but uh, and and the thing is, this storyline would have lasted for one, maybe one and a half episodes in Old Melrose, and, and then they would have a... either broken up or they would have moved on with the next thing. Like they wouldn't drag this out, and, th and that's how I feel about the Lexi Peter thing. Whatever ammo you have, whatever self-generated crisis you have uh, manufactured, it would explode, and then. Three episodes later, we'd be on the next explosion. Right, right. And now yeah, they're just dragging out bad, yeah. bad, bad ideas. Yeah. Well, I was also going to say, Alex has a weird face, and I don't like watching him. I can see that. I think what bothers Alyssa is that he and Jane have the same hair. That, yes. That's weird. Which That's weird. I think is also but, Peter hair, because I can't get over Peter's Gwyneth hair. He has that family guy jaw, which I don't like. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know people think that that's, like, some people think that's really attractive. It's very, and I like, just, chiseled or whatever. Yeah, and I don't right. like that chiseled jaw. I don't like that. You like a soft I jaw. Like I do. I like a softer jaw. A softer jaw. That's a bad one. Um, oh, so now, okay, this is where things do get, for me, even dumber, because they're, like, really muddled. We get serious music with Lexi in her office, 
because first Kyle stops by with the ugliest Guayavera shirt I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, the cost his the men's costumes right now are just not. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, uh, what? Just not like, ha- like they're so I bad. Know. They're so bad. So. So she, like, tries to lie about not having anything on Peter, that she was just trying to make him jealous or create a scene. But Kyle is on to her, and he says, look, we both hate Peter and want him out of the picture. But then dumbass Megan comes in and interrupts. Um, So then Megan has to have a conversation with Lexi, and Kyle just leaves. But not before he goes, my brother has a crush on you, which I thought was funny. Um, But at this point, a relic of something that belonged on an earlier season, not not a fun thing that would happen now. Um, So Megan happens to mention to Lexi that she and Ryan are having dinner, not a date that night. And Lexi is all offended because she thinks Ryan is the enemy. So Lexi invites herself to their dinner. And now it's, now it's dinner for three. And we immediately cut to that dinner, which is apparently taking place in 1992 because it's like the most club MTV place I've ever seen. I was like, what? It was terrible. If you told me it was like the exteriors were stock footage of something from five or ten years earlier, I would have believed you. I expected downtown Julie Brown to come out and say something. But they're just sitting at this like little table having, I guess, canapes. I don't know. Um, And of course, Lexi is running the conversation with um, Megan and Ryan. and Ryan definitely seems like he fell from a much smarter tree than Kyle. I mean, he knows how to read people quicker than Kyle does. Yeah. Yeah. I still want to, I, I still, I still can't get over that club though. I've never seen a club like that in my life. I mean, that's, that was like dropped straight out of the seventies. Yeah. It, there's it something terrible. so odd and dated about it. There, there was not, there, you don't go to, you didn't go to clubs like that in 1998. Like that was, cause this was like 97, 98, right? Yeah. It's 98. What was that club? Um, the Copacabana. No, but it was, um, Amy Sacco did all of those clubs in New York in the late nineties, early aughts that were like a big deal. And I remember going to a couple of them and it was like, it didn't look like that. It was, they were, were those very... like the meat packing district places like, um, yeah. Eight? Yeah, or, yeah. 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 Or Bungalow Bungalow eight. Eight or whatever. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. the clubs didn't look like that in the late night, like late night. The cool clubs didn't look like that in the late nineties. No, they didn't. unless they changed drastically by like 2001. No, I don't think so. No, no, they did not. Cause I was in those clubs in the late nineties and that that's not what they looked like. Were you doing that for work or were you actually clubbing it? Uh, mostly work. I didn't go to those. <laughs> um, no, if I was, if you needed to find me in my spare time at clubs having fun, I was at like Bowery ballroom or, you know, like, or, or Mercury lounge or like I was seeing live music. I didn't yeah. really frequent yeah. those stupid clubs. Like I went like to, um, Oh God, there was one in the, like the West Villagey area I went to. It was like, but it was like one of those things where like somebody was paying for me. Because I, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone if I had to pay myself. <laughs> no, I primarily would not have gone to those places unless it was like someone's birthday and I really had to. Yeah, like it's kind of wild. Like I can't even remember the names of them. It was like Lot 47 was one of them. That's that's. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But for the most part, like I can't remember. And I know that they were like really big deals, you know, because I, I remember going to the club and being like it was one of those um 
the club that that's name I can't remember. And it was one of those places that was always on um, the, in page six, but it was like, mm-hmm. it was kind of like Balthazar where they fed, where it had, it had food too, where you could like eat. Oh, okay. Um, Cause I also remember having lobster ravioli. Mm-hmm. Once again, I was not paying for it. So I just thought it was always like yeah, really so weird where like you have to pay a cover charge to get into a restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, clubbing, I, avoid, I avoid those places. I mean, club going in New York was stupid in the 90s, um, but it wasn't the place that was in this episode because that was just cheese balls. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And here's where, taking us back to the West Coast, here is where things get murky. So, okay, I'm going to describe, I'm going to describe what we see, and then I'm going to also, then I'm going to describe what I think is actually supposed to be happening. Okay. So, we see a singer at Kyle's, and she's very Lilith Fair. She's got, like, sort of unwashed, longish hair. She's singing lyrics about I will be strong over and over again. So, she's got, like, a Paula Cole thing happening. Um... And Peter comes over to talk to Amanda. And I think Amanda says, go somewhere else. While Kyle is like watching this singer intently. Um, And he tells the singer whose name is Eve and who was played by, at the time, already a somewhat familiar actress named Rena Sofer, a daytime Emmy winner herself. Um, And he says, they'll be in touch. And she says something like, well, I, I know what that means. I'll never hear from you. So why don't you just tell me now? And he's like, I'm sorry. I don't think it's working out. So yeah, he's just, like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm going for a rock vibe. You're more, what do you say? You're more folk or something. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> and so she just runs out. And then I guess because the thunderbolt has hit him, Peter also runs out after her to try and stop her. And while he's giving her some words of wisdom, she runs away and then gets hit by a car in the parking lot. Um, And Amanda runs out and is looking after this Eve too. um, And we sort of focus on that extra long. So, okay, here's what, here's what I, I think they did not tell us in this first scene where we have met Eve. That Eve is not just a singer trying out to sing at Kyle's, but that Eve is actually someone who has been at Kyle's for a bit performing, and Kyle does not think that it has been working out. And also that Amanda does have some connection to this Eve beyond having just seen her for the first time singing at Kyle's. However, the syntax of what is left on the on, on the, in the episode and not on the cutting room floor <laughs> doesn't tell us any of that. So at the end of the episode, I'll say a bit more about how I think this storyline, starting with the scene, should have played out to get us to where we end. But for now, I'm I'm just saying, yeah, okay, so this is Eve. I get it, but yeah. but there's a lot more to this Eve, and you didn't set it up in the right way, and right. it caused confusion for each of us for the duration of the episode. Right. So my initial reaction to Eve was like yours, which was, oh, I guess she's been, I guess this is probably not, like, first I thought it was an audition. Then I was like, oh, I guess it's not an audition. And she's been sitting there for a while and Kyle was giving her a chance and oop, chances are up. And then, but why is Amanda awfully invested in this woman's career? Um, And then she got hit by a car. And she got hit by a car. Unlike Sid, 
she's not dead. She is not dead. But, so, oddly enough, you would think Amanda and Kyle would be more invested in this, especially because it happened at their establishment. But the next morning, Amanda is mostly focused on reading the newspaper where there's an article about Sternway Conway, uh, Sterling Conway, Lexi's company, suddenly moving into advertising. And then she says, after the fact, oh, by the way, I called to check on Eve at the hospital. She's okay. <laughs> like, that's not how we lead, which is crazy. Um, and then eventually, we, so this is Amanda being pissed off about Lexi and knowing, like, escalating Lexi as a competitor of Amanda's. But then we do go to the hospital and Peter checks in on Eve, who has this huge breakfast of her own. One that, that Trump appeals big bagel spread. Yeah, she <laughs> had like good. She had a croissant. Danish. She had eggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the eggs didn't even look that bad. Um, yeah. yeah, and and so I guess her thing is that like she's been living in her car. She's been you know living an itinerant sort of folksy singer life. Um, and he says that her episode was caused by dehydration, and she should stay in the hospital so she can get well fed clearly, um, and well rested and. And she keeps insisting that she's a good singer. And I'm like, I don't care. Um, and then the nurse, I can't remember if it's Amy or Annie. It's the younger one that we've seen show up a lot in the last two years or so. She brings a note to Peter and it's from Amanda saying, meet me at Kyle's at 2 a.m. Okay, fine. So Rena Sofer, I mentioned, was, uh, she won a daytime Emmy for um, General Hospital in the 90s. <laughs> and then, I don't know why I you're screamed, laughing. Because I screamed. Because I screamed. <laughs> and then we get another General Hospital alum I know, showing this up was, as a waiter at Kyle's. This was the highlight of the episode, and he was like a hot second. I know. I really thought maybe we'd see more of him. And probably I, I had thought that when I saw it in real time. I know. Too. I thought in something Shriner, was going to happen. In Shriner, one of the true daytime veterans. Yes. I know. Yes, Alas, Scotty. spoiler alert. Uh, Scotty. Nothing more. Yes, Scotty, Scotty Baldwin, one of the major characters. A couple weeks back, we were talking about Luke and Laura. He is integral from the very beginning with Luke and Laura and has been back and forth on General Hospital since. He's even still on right now. But alas, all we get is him in a, a brief glimpse as a waiter at Kyle's. Um, Who's really harried and there. frustrated. <laughs> Well, yeah, and like the bad 1998 goatee action going on. I know, and he looks like he's just a bad waiter, and he's like all frazzled. It does look really great. Yeah, yeah. It was wonderful. Anyway, well, this is what happens when Megan leaves you high and dry to pursue her career in advertising. Um, Meanwhile, Lexi is meeting with Megan. So Amanda, I mean, she's everywhere these days, except maybe her job. She comes by. To bring some celebratory champagne with a with a subliminal message that reads "I hate you so much" to Lexi, <laughs> um, and then you know, like Lexi, like snarls at her. I can't remember what she even said. And Amanda walks away, and she's like, "Make sure you put it on Lexi's tab. Thanks, bye." <laughs> and Lexi and and Lexi vows to destroy her. Yes. Um, and now we're we're stupid Michael and Janeing it up. Um, so Michael is hosting this dinner with Alex and unbeknownst to Jane announces that they have a wedding date set in two weeks that he was able to like get the church. And Jane is like, what? How do they get married so um, quickly? Like, like weddings take months to plan. And on Melrose place, they're just like, nope, we're getting married tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, I think two weeks out 
is is long compared to when Billy and Brooke got married or uh, Sid and Craig. And it was so like five they're taking later. it slow by our show standards. Yeah, truly. Um, and then Michael surprises Jane again by skedaddling out of there so he can leave um, Jane and Alex alone. But he's not really leaving. Because he's not really. He says he's going to, a, what, a medical conference. He has to go on a me- to a medical conference, which, yeah. like, yeah. Who's, I mean, eventually these lies will add up. Uh, but he sneaks back in on the deck to spy on them. Um, so, so Alex has to take Jane's measurements, which requires her taking her shirt off. So he's going to just measure her in her bra. So, um, what we get Jane coming into her bedroom and she checks her reflection in the mirror. Michael sees that he sees her get the measuring tape and he, then she comes back out. She's hesitant to take her shirt off. Um, and Alex mentions how they once had feelings for each other. Uh, and then she he's um, measuring her with Michael watching. And Michael accidentally kicks uh, like a watering plant. Um, a plant watering thing. Whatever it's called. A watering um, can. Can. A can. Thank it's you. a can. Bulls Even though it looks nothing like a can. but Yes. It's a tin can that but you can water the can. plants with. He kicks it. So... Um, they hear it and they go to investigate it on the deck. So he hides underneath. And that's that for them for a bit. And then we get to a scene that I thought happened several weeks earlier. So Peter comes to Kyle's because he got Amanda's note to come at 2 a.m. But it wasn't Amanda. It was from Kyle. It was from Kyle. Who calls him Petey. Now, how Uh, how did Peter not like know that that was like he was married to amanda they were together for a while how did he not recognize oh this is not amanda's handwriting i don't know but it certainly wasn't kyle's handwriting either because that's not what kyle's handwriting looks like i'm just Um, saying but yeah but again they're all dumb they are dumb. which is just how we always have to lead they're all dumb um so I think during the fake kidnapping storyline, there's a similar scene of just Kyle and Peter late at night at the bar. And that's the one I confused with this. Cause this is the one I had remembered where they keep doing shots. They play this drinking game spurred by Kyle where they speak honestly or close to honestly about how they feel about each other. Um, and spoiler alert, they don't like each other. Uh, at one point, Kyle calls Peter effete and spineless, which Gwyneth Hare aside, I wouldn't call Peter a feat. Uh, perhaps spineless. And in the middle of all this, Peter even brings Eve into it. Like, Peter, calm down and detach your tentacles from every woman who walks into 90210. Right. Um, and, you know... I guess then this leads into them talking about that missing journal page. Um... And Peter says something like, whatever's on that journal page is killing you. And I bet it means that Amanda tore it out because something on that page says that she loves me. And Kyle grabs him by the collar and he's like, I could kill you. Um, Peter's like, does that mean I win the game? And then Kyle leaves his own establishment and slams the door behind him. I am leaving Peter to lock up. Which I just love. Like, he's just like, I'm done with you. You lock up. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that how he had all that money stolen in the first place? Yeah. When Taylor absconded with the 30 grand. 
Yeah, partly because Taylor stole it, but partly because, yes, he uh, left it all unattended. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Ryan's kind of getting it from all sides. Meanwhile, uh, she Amanda calls Ryan in because she found out he went to dinner with Megan. And she's like, look, this puts our company at risk. Megan works for my competitor. Um, and then Ryan barks at her. Well, no one can tell me who I can see. Um, and he's like, what are you going to do? Say something to Kyle. Kyle doesn't run my life and neither do you. Okay, Ryan. Well, fine. You're fired. N- not Didn't wrong, she but she's Ryan? your boss, so... Yeah, she uh, fired that's him, right? That's happening later. Oh, that's, I thought she fired him. That's happening next. We're not, we haven't gotten there, though. Um, oh. Before that, we have another Michael Peter scene. Um, so Michael is sleeping over at the medical office because he's pretending to be at this conference with an unnamed association in an unnamed city. Um so Peter walks in and Michael explains that he had left uh, Jane and Alex um and unfortunately Alex left because while well, he was spying and he and his fiance didn't sleep together. It's like damn it, it didn't happen yet. Um so while Peter and Michael are talking, Jane comes in. So Michael hides under his desk and forces Peter to cover for him. Um and Jane is actually concerned because Michael's lies are sloppy, shockingly. Um, and, and so she's thinking like, I want to find out information. There must be a place to contact him. Do you know anything about this conference? Which is weird that Peter wouldn't know. Um, and Peter starts questioning her. So Michael can hear, uh, about her feelings for Alex. And Jane says, look, this was eight years ago and whatever feelings she had for him are over. And she loves Michael. Um, so Michael hears her say all this and hears her say that she loves him. Um, there's the, like a little cute business going on with Jane taking her shoes off and putting them back on while she's standing at the desk uh, with Michael within inches of her shoes, but she doesn't kick them far enough to realize that there's a body under there and it belongs to her fiance. Um, so Michael hears all this and still is not satisfied. And um, you know what? Neither am I. Because this story is just getting dumber by the second. Yes, it is. Um, but but the, you know, Jane is starting to think that Michael is lying because he's having an affair with Megan. So that's where this is leaving her. And this is the scene you were talking about. Amanda is talking to this assistant with the short haircut who's been around for a few episodes about um, Lexi's company. And... And the the assistant says somehow Lexi got a hold of the client list. So Amanda thinks immediately that this is Ryan's fault. Um, and she makes a big show of heading out of her office and going to Ryan and firing him. Um, and he's like, look, it wasn't me. Clearly there is a setup. Cut to Ryan going to Lexi at her company. And he asks Megan to go because she doesn't. he doesn't want her to be a part of this conversation. Uh, even though Megan's like, are we still on for drinks later? And Ryan's like, yeah, can you leave? <laughs> and, um, he, and, and so what we think we're watching on, on the surface is Ryan talking himself into a job at Sterling Conway. He's, he says... Amanda fired me. Clearly there is a mole at Amanda Woodward Advertising. It isn't me, but I can get you their marketing strategies if you will hire me. And she's like, fine, be here with them at 9 a.m. in the morning. And he goes, fine, I'll be there at 8.30 in the morning. So between that and Kyle and Peter being up at 2 a.m. doing shots, no one is sleeping at all in Melrose Place this week. It's exhausting. 
And I'm tired just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we get a little bit more with Eve. Amanda comes to check in on her at the hospital, um, and she offers her an apartment at the building. I don't even know which one is available at this point. Because um, we've got Megan no. is there, Peter is there, Ryan has got a, a place. I'm honestly not sure. Yeah, I don't know what apartment is open. Peter is in Matt's old place. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, Megan is in Jane and Sydney's old place. Or is she who's upstairs where she lived? No, who's in who's in um Who's in Jake's? Who's in Billy's actually? I guess there is a lot of real estate for sale. Maybe there <laughs> well in Jake's apartment that became Kyle's, right? And isn't um isn't that isn't that where his brother is staying? Because even though that was Taylor's, I think that that became Kyle's for some reason. Because I feel like the brother is staying downstairs. Oh, maybe I thought I thought Ryan. No, Ryan is in Kyle's original one upstairs. Because when they showed him getting ready and seeing Megan from above, she was downstairs. He was upstairs. Oh, okay. So I'm wrong about I'm that. Not so then sure. who's in? So then who's I'm in not Taylor's sure who's old in Jake place? And Taylor. I'm not sure actually, but maybe that becomes Eve's. And then also, who's in Sid's old place? Oh, Megan. It's, Megan's I think Sid's that's Megan, but I don't know who's in Billy's old place. Wait, yeah. Then and then also, who is in um, Jennifer's place? Because that was Jennifer and Megan's place. Yeah, I don't know that either, and I don't know who's in the other one upstairs that Billy and Brooke were living in. There is a there are a lot of empty apartments. No yeah, wonder Megan's having money see. problems. Yeah. yeah, you guys really should move because. You don't have enough money to keep it afloat. No shit. But anyway, so I guess Eve may even be getting a good price or zero. I don't know. Um, and this is when I put together that Eve had been singing there for a bit, and that's what she was fired from. That it wasn't just an audition, but but like she apparently just like wasn't really like landing it at at Kyle's. Mm. Um, and then Peter shows up because Amanda can't go to the hospital without running into Peter, and um. And Peter, like, flips it around, and he tells Amanda what Kyle said about the missing page, which is really what Peter said to Kyle about the missing page being something that would implicate Amanda still loving Peter. Um, And I think that's it for that. I don't remember if anything else comes from that scene. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I mean, because I don't care. (laughs) And so there's more spying now. So Michael goes over to Alex's house, which is, remember now, this is a crime. Um, And he's, Jane is sad. This is when she tells Alex that she thinks Michael is cheating on her with Megan. Um, I don't know why. Maybe because he left town all of a sudden with no info and Peter was badly covering for him. So she's like, how can I marry Michael if I'm already suspicious of him? And Alex goes, maybe you can't. Um, mm-hmm. But meanwhile, Michael is spying and uh, it's when a dog on the property starts barking at Michael. <laughs> so we've got Michael dealing with the dog business and like throwing his shoe so that the dog will go fetch it and run away from him. But Alex is making it clear that he still wants Jane and she wants Jane to be with him from now on. And Michael does see Alex make a play for her. Um, Jane runs out like she's not going to stand for this, but, but Alex, he can like hear stuff. Alex is saying to Jane uh, at her car and 
Alex like asks her if she's really over him, and Jane doesn't argue, but she does immediately get in her car and drive away. And so Michael is then sad, and he's like, Doug, you can do whatever you want, you stupid thing, I don't care. So, in a sense, he's gotten what he wants, but he's definitely gotten what he deserves. Yeah. And then Ryan comes to Amanda at uh, Amanda Woodward advertising, which again, I guess there's no security because if he's been fired, how does he get in? I don't know why I even ask. <laughs> um, and then he sort of half bluffs, but says he knows who the company spy is. And he says it's Julie, that short blonde haired assistant, which I think we all probably figured out that's who it had to be because that's all we see. Um, apparently, Lexi paid her off um, to spy. I didn't even know how Lexi figured out who she was. Um, and then Ryan basically calls Julian and without saying anything and having no proof gets Julie to admit that um, Lexi gave her money to, to double cross Amanda. So Amanda fires her immediately and she does apologize to Ryan and um, Ryan is like, okay, so now you'll take me back with a raise and I get an office of my own. And she's like, yes, fine. So there you go. Nepotism and blackmail will work every time. Yes. Um, and then immediately Lexi shows up and yells at Ryan because the marketing plans he gave her earlier were from 10 years ago. So he was bluffing or outsmarting her as well. Right. So Ryan stays at Amanda Woodward with a promotion in a new office and Lexi leaves with Julie in tow. Good luck, Julie. (laughs) I think Julie made a bad decision. Yeah, I don't think uh, you've really been paying attention to the way things have been working out. Um, And Michael comes back from his pretend convention. Jane asks about it, and he immediately asks about Alex. So then a fight brews between the two of them. Blah, blah. And that's kind of that. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's that. Um, So then Amanda and Kyle are attending an enormous open house. I mean, it's an open house, and the house is pretty big. And Did Kyle you think that like, house was like really ugly? I was like, "What are they doing?" It just looked like generic set. Like it looked like something from late season Knots Landing or something to me. Yeah, I thought it was terrible. Um, it certainly didn't look modern for that time. Yeah, and Kyle um, was like, "Ooh," I was like, "No." Yeah, I'm really curious how Kyle lived back in Boston, based on oh, what does and does not question. catch his eye. Yeah. Um. And so then they uh, start fighting again about Peter. Um, and then we go to Kyle's. Eve is is singing again. Again, very folky, very little fair. <laughs> she got Megan her job back. <laughs> yeah. And she's recovered. I mean, everyone is like Buffy the Vampire Slayer on this show. Get shot, back in two days. Get hit by a car, back in one. And you get an apartment. It's awesome. Um, I mean, even the guy that Lexi hit last year, he like healed real quick. Yes. And got his memory back in time. So Megan is there, and she asks to talk to Ryan. Um, and she does tell him that she has a history uh, of being a prostitute. And... And she's and she basically sets him up to kind of be the bad guy, and because if she just said it in like a matter of fact way, I think he would have accepted it in a matter of fact way. And she's like, "I want you to think about this overnight, sleep on it, and let me know how you feel." Hmm. And so it's like, okay, you're being honest with him, but you're also keeping him at bay, which is kind of the different the. the 
uh, opposite thing that opening up is supposed to do. Do you want him or not? Do you like him or not? I can't even tell what Megan wants right now. But at least she's being honest, which is not anything anyone else is doing. Um, uh, and Amanda shows up. Eve has been singing. She's basically underscoring this whole scene. Amanda goes to Kyle and lies about not knowing where any of the missing journal pages. It's a lie because we saw her set it on fire last week in his own apartment. Um, and she goes, I guess whatever secret was there died with Matt. So there's our Matt reference of the episode. And poor Matt. I mean, <laughs> for so many reasons, over so much over time, let alone postmortem. Um, and then Gwyneth, I mean, Peter shows up uh, and is just again so smitten with Eve. Um, and then after her set, I think she comes over and Peter and Eve are talking and they kiss. Yeah, or, or I think like Eve kisses him. Yeah. Like that was a little yeah, bit okay. more. I think I think it was like more like she kissed him. Yes, that's I think that must have been how it worked. Yeah. Um Amanda sees this um and kind of gets pissed. Uh again to us for no reason. Um and then Amanda is outside, so Eve comes out to talk to her. Um and Amanda what she says to Eve is this that once she told one person about their secret being Matt, but explaining that he's dead and no one else knows. So it's clear they have a past. They share a secret. This secret must connect to this flashback we keep having in slow-mo with like the, that photo, that mm -hmm. camera sound of the dude falling off the, from that great height. Um, so there's a connection, but this whole thing is like doomed from the beginning storyline wise because it's missing something and what we should have seen is we should have seen when kyle first meets eve when she first sings and he says you're hired and what should have happened is amanda should have walked eve in and introduced her to kyle and anyone else and been like this is my friend eve or we've worked together or or she's back in town or something something that we know Amanda and Eve have a, a, a relationship that predates this show, that it's probably innocuous, that they're just friends, and that's why we care a little bit more about Eve being fired or Eve getting hit by a car, and why Amanda is particularly taken in by that, rather than, like, she's just, like, Joe Schmo singer of the week. Like, why do we really care? We yeah. should have we should have just known that Amanda was bringing her in to pay a little bit more attention. And would we have probably figured out that, like, yeah, there's clearly more to reveal here? We would have, but it would have then at least obeyed basic storytelling rules in getting us there. So I'm kind of wondering, is Eve the long-lost sister or long-lost daughter or, like, something like that? And I won't answer that. Okay. I'm just going to let you keep Pondering. putting it together as the show throws pieces at you. But I have to think the show's kind of throwing them quickly from here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, I don't know. I guess the highlight of this episode was seeing Scotty Baldwin. Yes, it was. That was the highlight. I wish he had more. Yeah, I wish we could see him more. I'm pretty sure we don't see him again, which, poor guy. That's a bummer. Yeah, he's, uh, he deserved better. That's why I guess he went back to Port Charles. 
And I guess that's it. I guess that's the episode. Not quite all about Eve. Not nearly all about Eve, if you ask me. Yeah. And, I mean, not really a cliffy, right, this time around? I mean... Um, I don't... Yeah, it's not... You know, it's a reveal, I guess. Because now we know, like, ooh, there's more to this. But I wouldn't call it a cliffhanger. It's not yeah. like, will she tell him this about being kidnapped or... Did they survive this car accident or stuff like that? Right. Right. So, yeah. So, so bear with the yeah. How many more do we have? episodes of the show it is but we're doing it but i'm gonna see it through we're doing it we committed and we're gonna do it let's go to the boulevard where hopefully it's a little bit more interesting (laughs) yeah we are we are off to the boulevard right now so you guys have a good week enjoy the beginning crazy as it is of march and we'll see you next week we're back on the block